Discussion keeps the world turning. This is Roundtable. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Roundtable. Coming to you from Beijing, I'm He Yang. Good as always to have you join us. Remember, during pandemic lockdowns, global interest gravitated towards home workouts. However, as we reemerge into gyms, dance studios, and outdoor cycling groups, seeking physical engagement beyond our abodes, the appeal of exercising in shared spaces with fellow enthusiasts has surged. Now, the online fitness industry finds itself grappling to maintain its Relevance is that the latest example of pandemic darlings trying to get past the the party is over, and we bring you the latest installment of special series, Timeless Traditions Riding the Waves of Guochao. Today we focus on beauty, traditional Chinese style. For today's program, I'm joined by Li Yi in the studio, and we're introducing Brandon Yates. To the show. Hey, Brandon, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, firstly, thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be on the show.、Uh, I'm from South Africa. I've just moved to Beijing just over a month ago, and I am working here as the host of Sideline Story, which is a sports-themed podcast、uh, that goes out every Friday、um, on CGTN Radio. So that is what I'm currently doing in Beijing.、Uh, interested in sports, outdoorsy activities, you know, health and fitness. So definitely looking forward to today's topic. Lovely and. There's a good reason why you're here on today's <laughs> show to talk about all these topics and also makeup, right? So it's like we're getting to know another side of Brandon and his <laughs> take on all these things. Well, I'll definitely、um, be learning a lot more about makeup than speaking about it.、Um, <laughs> so I'm looking forward to hearing what you what you all have to say about it. Well, that's the right attitude to have on Roundtable because we all learn from each other, and it's great to hear different opinion. First on today's show. In July, China's largest fitness app, Keep, became the country's first fitness platform to go public through its IPO in Hong Kong. However, the result might have felt more like a splash of cold water to its founder and investors. While it raised 38.3 million U.S. dollars, it fell significantly short by 500 million dollars when measured against its valuation in 2021. Now, as the world steps into a post-pandemic era and traditional fitness avenues start to recover, many can't help but wonder: Has the online fitness sector passed its peak? So let's take a look at how did COVID change people's exercise habits. A little bit of a recap for us, and、um, what kind of online fitness trends emerged during the pandemic? Yeah, I would say during the pandemic, there definitely has been a surge of live streams,、uh, courses, and online fitness apps like Keep, and also a lot of tutorial videos being very popular on various social media platforms, and also short video platforms, and even games. Actually, you know, me personally, I bought a lot of fitness games during the pandemic, like Fitness Ring and Just Dance and Tennis. Everything I could buy at that time to just encourage myself to exercise more. But anyway, you do see many people they just turn to home workouts during the pandemic because、mm. maybe because it's not really convenient to go outside and、um, they spend most of the time staying at home. So that's why you 
you see, you know, surge. I mean, revenue of、uh, fitness apps like Kips in China. I mean, the Chinese fitness app Keep witnessed a steady growth of its monthly active users between the year of 2019 and 2022, from over 21 million in 2019 to more than 36 million in 2022. And also, its revenue surged to 2.2 billion yuan. That's over 300 million U.S. dollars in 2022, triple that of 20. 19.、Mm-hmm. So basically, there has been a craze for online fitness during the pandemic, and now people are discussing, you know, why such apps are being kind of like declining. Although we might be cautious to use the word because we can't really judge, you know, the development of the whole online fitness. Industry by just looking at the single figure of the single app, but I think there are a lot of to discuss about how the fitness industry has been evolving during the past few years in China. Yeah, and this is breaking the fourth wall a little bit. But、um, Brandon and I exchanged some quick thoughts before the show, and you're into fitness, and you don't seem like somebody who's. Just getting into it. So <laughs> during the pandemic,、yeah. like what has the workout been for you, and、uh, the trends that you've witnessed in South Africa and、yeah. elsewhere around the world? It feels so long ago to me now. I think South Africa had a different approach in terms of how we handled the pandemic. I think we kind of came out of it and resumed normal day to do it. Day-to-day activities a lot sooner than China did. Whether that was successful or not remains to be determined.、Um, but during the actual pandemic itself, there were a variety of, pro- of approaches.、Um, you know, fitness apps and you know watching clips online and that kind of thing definitely became very popular. People were working out at home and posting videos of themselves working out online, and you know,、um, like TikTok dances and that、mm. kind of thing became incredibly popular.、Um, but for me. I wasn't necessarily using apps because I've been working out and doing health and fitness for for quite some time, and I just tried to figure out a way how I could convert things around my home into like a weightlifting gym. So, so for example, I would take my、um, you know like pool cleaning rod and then put like、mm. bottles of water on the side and、ah. use that as like you know weightlifting.、Um, I also find found a way to do. Cardio at home that I still do from time to time, depending on you know the temperature outside or if it's raining or whatever.、Um, so what I would do is I would wear like short running tights, and then place my hands on a solid object like a table or whatever it may be, and then literally just like keep my feet in one place, but then pump my legs.、Uh-huh. So it's like basically a stationary bike, but without a bike. If that makes、right. sense. Okay.、Um, and it's it's great because it's、uh, there's no pressure on your joints, but you're still like getting、um, you know a lot of movement going in your legs, and it's it's a pretty good workout. Like I'm normally sweating afterwards. It's probably something、uh, good for the older generations as well because it's you know I think running gets a lot more challenging as you get older. So something like that is great because it's you know a great cardio workout, but there's no pressure on your joints or anything like that. And yeah, I mean. Like I said, the the online fitness apps and watching clips online of people doing at home tutorials definitely became incredibly popular in South Africa. But there was also this urge for people to get outside. I think I'm not. Sh- someone said that they weren't that keen to to get outside. They were more excited to do at home workouts. But in South Africa, there was definitely this drive to get outside safely. So you know, still socially distance and you know wear a mask or whatever it may be. But people were very excited to get outside and do. Outdoor workouts, which wasn't necessarily popular beforehand, people、mm. would normally just go to the gym and run at the gym, swim at the gym. But then, all of a sudden, during the pandemic, everyone wanted to、uh, 
take up outdoorsy activities, which where I'm from, Cape Town, which is a beautiful city. I don't know if you're familiar with Cape Town, but um, there's definitely a lot of places to do outdoor work workouts. And that trend is continuing to this day where you see a lot more Cape Townians and South Africans in general taking part in outdoors workouts. So I would say it was a similar approach to China in terms of um, how people stayed fit during the pandemic. But I think there was a greater drive for outdoorsy activities and also trying to create at-home gyms, which I'm not sure was the case in China during the pandemic. Yeah, I think both were happening, especially, mm. okay, the grass is always greener, right? Yeah. <laughs> so when you can't go out or, you know, you're asked to, it's best to stay at home, then you want to go out. Exactly. Yeah, but when you can go out, now I guess people are kind of at crossroads in a way because some people feel that, well, staying in and doing my workout and everything has obvious benefits. Mm. And going out and doing there are like a million things you can do now, right? So that's obviously really attractive too. So Li Yi, during the pandemic, I remember, and I have to give this to you, girl. I think you look amazing. Oh, so, thank like, you so much. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> but I'm speaking the truth. So you've been doing some at-home exercise as well. And I think you've, you know, maintained or if not get into better shape. And do you still do the same? Or are you picking up the, let's just go back out or just, go to a dance studio, that kind of thing now. I think during the pandemic, I did choose a lot of like online choices for me, like to follow those tutorial videos online. And also live stream was extremely popular during the pandemic. I'm not really sure if Brandon has ever tried it. I mean, there are a lot of like professional fitness coaches and also celebrities who mm. are fitness lovers. They will just, uh, you know, launch their own live streams and maybe every night during the week to really encourage the more people to follow them to have more exercises and i've also tried that and also like i bought a lot of equipment during the pandemic like the gate machine that can help you to do some exercises and also some dumbbells you know mm. uh, some very basic equipment that i would just uh, use for my uh, workouts but i think it's quite different i mean now after the pandemic i i do have more time and more chances to go outside and go to the gyms and uh, although i'm really a beginner i would say so that's why you know i'm really amazed by the brandon's uh, strategy you know during the pandemic mm. i mean you definitely have your own designs <laughs> you can create your own equipment yeah. maybe because you are already a professional fitness enthusiast i think right? that's what it was like I, I think because i'd had a history of working out and gymming i kind of yes. had discovered over the years what I liked and what yes. worked for me and I tried a variety of workouts over the years before the pandemic obviously so when I was forced indoors I wasn't looking for fitness or training tips I was mm. looking at how I could figure out to do what I did that worked for me mm. at home and that was actually more challenging I think than watching the streaming sites or or that kind of thing because for example, people that I was living with that weren't necessarily that interested in health and fitness, they found it so helpful to have like a professional or mm -hmm. someone that they recognized telling them how to work out and how to stay in shape, where I kind of was of the opinion that like, I've tried this, I've tried that, this is what works for me. Unfortunately, I did normally require weights and a treadmill or a swimming pool or something like that. And I didn't have that anymore. So I had to come up <laughs> with like innovative ways of how to create that at home which was challenging and pro i probably could have found an easier way to deal with that situation but um yeah i think once you've done something for a long period of time you you've tried a variety of ways of getting into that and once you've figured out what works for you individually it's hard to 
kind of stop that and and do something else. Mm. Um, so I was kind of stubborn in terms of my at home workout approach. Where I think what was great about the well, not much was great about the pandemic. One of, one of the benefits of people staying at home and working out was that I think it took a lot of people that were scared of going to the gym or didn't necessarily have the energy or the motivation or the time to go to the gym. All of a sudden, those people were becoming more active, which I think is fantastic. Yeah. And for some of us, you've just gotten to a point that you had to get up from the couch and from your desk and do something and then utilize whatever you have at home and for me, somebody is definitely a beginner in this. And um, and I realized that I really don't need to go to a physical gym anymore because I'm not like Brandon. I don't need all, so much equipment or weights or dumbbells or whatever. For me, just following a live stream host or mm. what's his name? Uh, that YouTuber, Fitness Marshall. I really mm. like him. and um, And that's enough. And also, let me just say, um, his videos are really inspiring. For some of mm. the episodes, um, there was this um, really, uh, I would say, fit and beautiful lady. Um, she just happened to be in a wheelchair, but she was exercising with the, um, or doing the dance with <laughs> the, um, the, the, the host. And I thought that was... That was just such great visibility, as well as um, people who, in by Chinese standards, you might think are a little bit on the heavier side, but also joining in the the, the videos. And I thought, you know, just uh, doing the uh, different levels of uh, fitness and in the way that suits you the best without uh, maybe the staring, the other people of any kind of interference. It's um, a money saver, too. I and think a lot that of people, too. Yeah. Yes, and also save all the hassle of fending off the um, the salespeople trying to get you to right. purchase the gym membership. You know, so so that's kind of enough for me now. Yes, exactly. I would say that's exactly the way how you know online fitness apps like Keep are doing their business, especially at the first place, because they were actually targeting beginners. They were offering like different tutorial videos, and even they they can organize like different workout plans for you if you don't know how to make a plan, and then. They are very good at encouraging you because they've got their like smart strategy, like a medal strategy. They can offer you like a real medal and also a virtual medal. Say if you complete a 5K run or even 2.5K run and you can be offered a medal like that. And also even without a medal, say if you are doing crunches and you're already doing 20 crunches and you see there are still five to do, yet you are about to give up and there will be voices like, come on, you can do it and there's only five to go. So I think that's, you know, this kind of online fitness apps are attracting mm. a large or a wider range of audiences. It's like um, a virtual trainer. Yes, like yeah. a virtual trainer. But yeah. however, of course, now with, I think more people are getting used to the way how they exercise. They know more about their bodies, especially after the pandemic. They are being offered a very diversified options in terms of fitness. So that's why maybe, you know, this kind of fitness app are struggling somehow. Yeah. I think mm. what's also interesting in terms of what's come out of the pandemic is that you mentioned the fitness trainer dancing with the uh, girl that was in a wheelchair. I think a lot of these influencers have become a lot more creative with their content. Mm. And for someone that still likes to go to the gym and everything, I love watching some of these uh, fitness influencers and bodybuilders and that kind of thing on social media apps. Um, not necessarily them, you know, giving me programs or telling me what to do, but just to watch them and uh, 
take in their content for me that's also inspiring and motivating like seeing the different outfits the different workouts seeing them uh make progress like just following some influences on a daily basis and just seeing what they do and what they eat and how they work out that's also been appealing to me not necessarily mm. someone saying this is the plan this is what you need to eat this is what you need to do just like casually observing someone and what they're doing and how they go about it for me that's also really motivating just seeing someone that i admire and, th and thinking like oh i can do that i can change this um that's also been something that i still partake in like post the pandemic is just watching people that motivate me to go and work out not necessarily using an app app that like mm. provides medals and says go for a 5k run and get a medal but for me it's like watching someone that i want to be like mm. or that entertains me while doing things that i also enjoy doing that's also been beneficial so that the creativity from that side of things has also been amazing and i think the pandemic had a big part in that because the fitness influencer market i think got saturated because you know everyone wanted to get in, get onto this online training you know bubble that was boosting mm. um and i think that's it's it's generated a lot of creativity which is great yeah in a way it's almost like testing humans limitations and how we push through the obstacles that you've been presented with because at the time it was almost like well you can't do business anymore or at least not in the traditional way then how can you make a breakthrough and then you know all these influencers and also fitness trainers went online and find all these different avenues to to reach people and mm. also to continue their business and the thing about the pandemic is even after it's settled dust and now it's not 100% yet but we're already or if not we're feeling these um aftershocks or side effects or the results of it that is you've got yes some businesses reopen and they're doing all right but they're probably looking to recover some losses or whatnot and some of them don't fare that well and one of the um dance studio apps that i used to use prior the pandemic unfortunately shut down mm. a couple of days ago so lee could you give us an update on the online the fitness business now like um, when people are coming back to these offline places but how are they doing i think the thing is that there are already some latest trends you know being discovered even after the pandemic say after the pandemic people have more opportunity to go outside mm. and they are getting more exposed to outdoor activities especially during nights especially for people working you know who have a very busy schedule during daytime we live in shijingshan district over there there's a very famous bridge called shogang bridge i'm not sure if you have ever been there you know every night you can see a lot of like riders oh, yeah. riding across that bridge everywhere like just yes. even outside my apartment like this is this is also like a uniquely beijing thing or chinese thing but every like block of apartments has like a little park in between it we don't have this in south africa is um, it because you have nature everywhere i don't know it could be but i mean it just seems to be like a, a, a i don't know if it's like a chinese mm. thing or beijing thing but anyway so there's this yeah. like square outside mm -hmm. of my apartment that's a park i suppose and every night it's just like packed with people playing badminton like working out it's normally like quite elderly people actually which i find quite interesting as well like it's normally like an older generation of people that are like using the outdoor workouts machines like walking around it's a very social thing it's normally like um like grandparenty age type people with very young children 
um and there's a social element to it as well and it and like you said it does seem to be like a, a nighttime activity i think the heat also has something to do with it mm-hmm. um but yeah it does also seem to be because of people's work schedules so it's the same for me for example um well i mean i went for a run today in the sun which was probably not the best idea i feel a bit spacey now <laughs> but um i i generally do run in the evenings after work and i always think like oh the streets are going to be empty like this is going to be great and the streets are much more packed and much more alive at night than they are during the day so it's 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 been pretty interesting to see and i think a lot of that has to do with people wanting to have to get outdoors like they did during the pandemic and i think that attitude has just filtered over even post the pandemic. I think you mentioned a really good keyword that is socializing. Mm. I think that's already a trend that those uh, fitness companies or online fitness apps already observe because they are trying to promote that function, you know, offer to audience. They are trying to offer more ways mm. for their users to connect with each create other. A community. Yes, create yeah. community. And also on top of that, I think some online fitness apps, they're also trying to diversify the source of revenue. I mean, they are not only offering professional courses, but also equipments and also say clothes and other thing that you may need during the mm. process of exercising. And actually for, you know, such app like Keep, you know, almost half of its revenue come from the sales of its fitness products. Influencers are doing this too, where they're yes. always, you know, um, promoting clothing, promoting their own products. Um, I think that's a huge part of their business. It's just like using their platform to get attention and then to sell products. And I'm guessing apps are doing the same thing too. Yeah. And this reminds me of an American counterpart as some sort, Peloton. You know the uh, the bike stationary oh, right, bike. Right, right. Yep. Yeah, that company um, suffered a great loss in business in 2022, mainly because oh, it's even stopped manufacturing and selling its bikes because mm. apparently people aren't buying them anymore. So, I mean, this just shows that. Well, of course, you know, on the surface, it's the pandemic affects everything. Um, also, like people's lifestyle or choices of these things do change when you know the bigger factor in life changes, and therefore, for companies as such, they really need to scramble their resources and come up with ideas if they want to stay afloat because the user drop can be quite drastic in that example and i would think that keep or and also some of the other apps that might be targeting more of an experienced user or whatnot and it's a huge market here in china and these companies globally Oh yeah, 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 and they need to. I'm sure they're they're having these um, overnight meetings and thinking about what do we do next? How can we keep the revenue coming in? From what I've seen, and from my own personal experience, and even what appeals to me, and someone that has no experience working out or anything like that, I think the key products that they should be focusing on are clothing and supplements.、Mm-hmm. I think no matter your experience level. That seems to be something that all people that are remotely interested in fitness seem to gravitate towards first, because I think gyms provide the equipment, you know, and、um, so that's always kind of done and dusted, and you can kind of buy your own equipment online. But it seems like the、um, way certain fitness influencers are dressing or celebrities are dressing, particularly in workout outfits, 
So, I mean, I think, for example, like the Kardashians, I mean, they are making huge amounts of money from their supplement lines, from their um, clothing lines. Like Skims is a massive company now, and they're doing huge amounts of business with their um, with their fitness workout clothing. I think uh, Kevin Hart has just recently started a supplement company. So um, that seems to be where a lot of the money is being generated. If it's falling away from, um, you know, subscribing to these fitness apps or buying actual fitness equipment, it seems like uh, clothing and uh, supplements is maybe something that some of these uh, Chinese fitness apps should be looking at um, because that seems to be where most of the consumer attention in terms of people that are interested in that industry are, are gravitating towards, myself included. That's what's interesting about it. It has nothing to do with your level of interest or your experience. It's just like something that captures everybody's attention. Yeah, that's a really good point, because um, when you're staring, okay, you don't need to stare at yes. um, an instructor, but I do. <laughs> and then, yeah, because you, your attention goes there. And then you think about, oh, could I ever look like that? Oh, never. Um, could I at least get the socks that he's wearing? Then, yeah, maybe. Why not? And that's a really important note to keep in mind. And we're seeing that this fitness market in China is certainly growing. Offline, it seems to be a little bit more obvious, and uh, we'll see what happens with online, because still, you've got some people who are willing, or at least they're finding that there are multiple ways to be fit, to at least be active, and I think that's something that, that shouldn't be too difficult to start with. You're listening to Roundtable. Coming up next, our latest installment of special series, Timeless Traditions, Riding the Waves of Guochao. Stay tuned. Looking for passion? How about fiery debate? Want to hear about current events in China from different perspectives? Then tune in to Roundtable. 